I'm Lucas. I'm Kathleen. And you're watching Last Week with IHS 21. The talk show where seniors from the Independence High School discuss semi-relevant topics and overall have a chill time as we cruise through our everyday school lives. However, today, instead of students, we brought in some of the very lovely teachers here at Independence High School. So how about you all introduce yourselves along with what you teach? You got it. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, my name is Mr. Jeremy Peoples. I teach uh, 9th and 12th grade English. I'm an English teacher here at Indy. Glad to be here. Hi, I'm Kelly Dodd. I teach jazz, modern, and independence at Independence. I'm Mr. Dean Nguyen, not to be confused with the many other Nguyens on campus, and I teach physiology. Uh, so I'm Ms. Romo, Viviana Romo, and I teach uh, government and economics. All right, very happy to have you all here today. This is currently being recorded March 24th, 2021. And on March 20th, we put out a question sticker on our class Instagram to see what you all would like to ask the teachers. And we're gonna tackle this Q&A style. Okay, before we get started, this episode is unofficially sponsored by Craft Belly Delights. Mr. Nguyen, do you wanna talk about Craft Belly Delights and what that is? Craft Belly Delights is ice cream that is all natural, non-GMO. Okay, you can order online from our website, which is craftbellydelights.com. Okay, um, and it'll get shipped directly to your home. Okay, it is keto friendly, it is diabetic friendly, so you can share it with your grandparents and they'll be okay. Okay, so very happy to have you all here today. And with that being said, is everyone ready? Do it. All righty. Going with our first question, speaking of Craft Belly Delights, will Craft Belly Delights have any new flavors planned in the future? Yes, we do have new flavors coming out. Uh, we are aiming for this summer, maybe even earlier for spring, but uh, timeline for us right now is summer to come out with some strawberry cream uh, and mint chip. Ooh, sounds, sounds delicious. Good. I've placed uh, just as I've placed several orders with Mr. Nguyen's company, and I am going to be placing even more <laughs> as soon as that mint chip drops. So, uh, thank you, Mr. Nguyen, for all you do. We'll get the first <laughs> scoop on when it comes out. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Say, someone, uh, I'm asking for a friend, but if I wanted to order some craft belly delights, where would I go? Uh, you can go to our website, which is craftbellydelights.com. So you can spell out C-R-A-F-T-B-E-L-L-Y-D-E-L-I-G-H-T-S.com. So you can order it from our website uh, or the only uh, locations we have right now is at Zanato's uh, Grocery Market in Willow Glen. And you can also go downtown to Vietnam's uh, Vietnamese uh, eatery in the sofa market. So right now that's where we're at. But for the most part, it's all order online and delivery. All right, that sounds delicious. I, uh, I'll, I'll, my friend will definitely be ordering some now that he knows how. <laughs> All right, getting on to the actual um, teacher-related questions. So the first one, it's a pretty general question. What are your guys' thoughts on distance learning in comparison to in-person learning? Go for it. Do you prefer it? Do you hate it? Do you hate it with the burning <laughs> passion of a thousand suns? Go for it. <laughs> It's definitely got its conveniences, right? Uh, you don't got to wake up and get ready and get dressed and drive to, to, to campus. Uh, but it's, it's not ideal. And the, the connections and personal connections with students is just not there. Uh, so it's definitely not preferred. I hate it with a thousand burning whatever you said. Yeah, thousand burning suns. Yes, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. 
I miss my students. I got to have a live cohort rehearsal on Saturday for two hours with Independence, and it was joyous to be with other students and to actually turn around and see my dances that I'm teaching being done <laughs> by people. It was heaven. I uh, I love distance learning. I think it's about, I'm just kidding. It is absolutely, <laughs> I think my colleagues here will agree. It certainly is not, it is not preferable. No, like how Mr. Nguyen said, yes, obviously, right? Some things, some things are preferable, right? Rolling out of bed, uh, that few extra minutes of sleep. Um, I'm sure my colleagues agree. Classroom management, right, is a lot easier. You don't have anybody, you know, shouting out a turn or if anybody's acting like a knucklehead, you can just remove from the classroom and talk to them later, whatever it may be. But no, it's not, um, it's not personal or it's not preferable. I know, I know me, I know what I'm good at. Uh, and frankly, I'm just better in front of a live studio audience, really. I, just, I mean, those misconnections with those kids, uh, it's my favorite part of the job is the connections. And it's, it was taken from me this year, um, as so, so many other things were taken from all of us. Um, it's just a, ma a matter of making the best of a bad situation right now, which I think that we're all doing. But no, it's, it's of course, not preferable. Yeah, it's definitely, especially because I teach physiology. Um, I can't monitor the physiological uh, changes yeah. when people eat ice cream, especially crackly like <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to text you, Mr. Nguyen, every time I take a bite and let you know. <laughs> so you'll do it for me. <laughs> it's funny. There you go. And that kind of, um, that leads into the rumors that I've been hearing that, are we actually going back in April? Does anyone know the whole situation about that? Oh, this is a gotcha question, by the way. You got the scoop on us. No, nobody knows what's going on. That's we, the reality is nobody has a clue what's going on. Because because from what I've heard is that um, it's, I know what they're doing with elementary schools is that it's going to be opt-in, like with uh, BU, BUSD is going to be like opt-in. Sure. But what I've heard from our district is tutorials. The tutorial hours are are going to be available in person. Uh, I think uh, uh, I think we're a little hesitant to talk about it because we're still trying to figure it out ourselves. We, uh, not to say too much, but we had a nice long meeting with Mr. Berg um, <laughs> this morning. Uh, and, really? But it was, yeah, it was, um, it was needed though. We, we kind of uh, um, figured out um, some, uh, so, so, some, some situations where it's going to work, but um, honestly, like how Ms. Dodd said, it, it really is up in the air right now as, as closely as it is coming, um, the, you know, whether or not, you know, expectations to show up or, or, or whatever it may be, it's, it's I mean, we, we really can't, can't say one way or another right now. Confusing is the date to return would be April 19th. Yeah. And we're going to figure it out by then. Mm -hmm. All right. That sounds good. That's right after spring break, too. Yeah, the week after. Yeah. Man. And I can almost guarantee you that anything we tell you today will change seven times oh. by April 19th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So um, you guys kind of got into it while you guys were answering the first question. But basically, how has your relationship with your students changed because of distance learning? Because I know personally as a student, um, as you said, we just don't have that connection with teachers that we normally do. Um, I know like a lot for a lot of students, they don't turn on their cameras when they enter class. 
So, you know, if you were to see them in person right now, you, you know, you might not recognize them like you normally would. So maybe you guys could delve into that about how your relationship has changed because of it. Yep. So it's definitely just more, okay, here's my work. I'm turning my stuff in. That's it. It's very strictly that uh, there's not much of the personality coming out from the students uh, that you get to see what it, as if we were in class. Right. So this year, writing letters of recommendation have been very samey. <laughs> oh, oh, they they come to class. Yeah, they do their work. They're pretty good. Uh, but there's there's not a lot of personalization in there unless they spent a lot of time in tutorial just to sit and chat with me. I echo a lot of the same sentiments as as Mr. Nguyen. Absolutely, Our, my relationship with my students changed drastically. I I told you when I answered the first question. It's my favorite part about teaching is the connections. I don't get me wrong. I'm an English teacher. I love reading. I love I love teaching. Don't get me wrong, but my favorite part, hands down, is the connections that I make with the students and and seeing you you all every day and just asking how how your weekend was and. Yeah, I can still ask that, but that face-to-face -face connect, it's such a big part. Like, it's such an incredibly big part. And ha having that taken away, it just, it's, it, I don't even know if it could be called relationships. Like, if we can use that word, it's, it's more like just this agreement that we have where, like how Mr. Nguyen says, you do the work, right? You get the grade you earned. And I, I want to talk and hang out, but you don't have to. So you, you can just you can just leave. So that's really damaged the relationships and really prevented me from making a, a good amount of them. And it it breaks my heart just thinking about it, because like I said, that is that's why I'm a teacher. So this this year's hard, especially since you teach freshmen, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine being in their shoes just because not only have they never been to high school before, right, but all this distance learning thing is new and and a big part of, of being a freshman is getting used to the culture, is getting comfortable with your teachers, getting comfortable with your students around you and and being ready, you know, getting prepared essentially for the next four years and that that part is gone. Like there's no real interaction amongst the kids and it's not their fault, right? Obviously I'm not upset about it. It's just, it, it just breaks my heart that, that they have to go through this. And, you know, once things are back to normal in the fall, it's just, it's, it's going to be, um, it's, it's going to take some time to get acclimated to it. But uh, yeah, teaching freshmen, they're, they, they probably have a harder time this year's freshmen than the sophomores, juniors, seniors, I would, I would have to say. I just miss my kids. <laughs> yeah. I want them back. That's all. Um, yep. And Miss Dodd, you're in performing arts, I believe. Um, so how is it different for you compared to, you know, subject teachers where they go on Zoom and they can lecture and then, you know, people do the work, turn them in Google Classroom. How are you, you know, a bit different from that and with all the dancing and stuff, how are you accommodating to that? Oh, man. Well, it's crazy. Um, I have three monitors set up in the dance studio. So I go into school every day, except Wednesday is the only day I stay home. Um, I have three monitors set up plus my whiteboard. So I project the kids and I have very few kids that turn on the camera, but at least the ones who did, I've them projected here. I have my back to my camera. I have another monitor set up over here so I can see, so that I can see the kids dancing and they can see me behind and follow me. Um, what I've had to essentially kind of cut out of the curriculum is um, a lot of choreography. I don't have a lot of opportunity to teach choreography because that's something where I need to be able to give direct response and I can't see the kids. So it, that's been something that's been sad. And then I'm ha every, pretty much all their assignments are them videotaping themselves and turning in a videotape. 
Um, but iDance is still doing a concert. We're doing a concert in May and we've been rehearsing on Zoom and then filming um, in lots of different locations all over uh, Santa Clara County. And um, so hopefully by, hopefully by the second weekend of May, we'll have a live stream show ready for everybody. It's been very strange. Can't wait to see it. I know at least from the student end because distance learning started when I was still in your jazz class. It's really hard to pick up choreo. At least for me, it was. Jazz became one of my hardest classes because I couldn't pick up what you were putting down. Yep, yeah, and I don't know. I, I honestly try have tried to learn things from students on Zoom, and I I can't do it. So I have no idea how people have done it. It's, it's hard. All right, enough of the distance learning though. Let's go into some more funny questions. Starting with, what's the craziest slash weirdest thing you guys have heard from a student in your teaching career? Something that stuck with you for being just over the top, like what? I can't think of anything <laughs> that I can share on TV. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some accidental things come out of people's mouth that, that had a, kind of a double entendre connotation that they didn't <laughs> at the moment that and usually it's me actually it's not really <laughs> all right so for me I can't remember when it was but it's been a couple years um there was one student who was failing my economics class and he was um he was from originally from the Philippines. And then he started telling me about how in the Philippines, uh, sometimes you can bribe teachers with money. And I don't know if he was joking <laughs> or, um, or he was serious, but he said, would you take a hundred dollars and pass me? <laughs> and I said, are, are you serious? Are you asking me, are you joking? And he laughed. Right. But I'm pretty sure. Right. If I was serious about it, he would have, you know, just given me the money. And I just said, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I wouldn't do that. No, that's just not me. No. Even if it happens in other countries, I, I don't think I, I, I will be able to do that. So that's like one of the craziest things. Um, I just want to let everybody, all my future students know I do take bribes. Actually, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, Man, now I wish I had Mr. People's question there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had some good times, Luke, because I remember the Hamilton play. We had some good times, man. We had some was, good times. The teacher cool. before you, um, Mr. Redshaw. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you told me. Right on there. Yeah. Um, so in, in regards to kind of the wildest thing I've ever heard from a student, um, I don't know how wild it is or how crazy or weird it is, but I remember last year when we were in person at Halloween, I had a student who dressed up, came to school in one of those inflatable T-Rex outfits, you know, where like the T-Rex, the their head is all flopping around and stuff. And he was good for the whole class. That's cool. And, um, but like three minutes before the bell ring, he came up to me. He's like, hey, Mr. Peoples, do you mind playing the Jurassic Park theme as I run, as I go out of the classroom with the bell rings? <laughs> and how could I say no to that? So I don't know how weird that sounded coming out of his mouth, but it certainly was weird seeing a 12 foot T-Rex go across my uh, room with the Jurassic Park music playing. And to this day, it still makes me chuckle. Um, that's so funny. I also had uh, a girl who did not expect me to have an object that she asked for. She asked me for a lint roller and I just, I happened to have one in my desk and just the shock on her face that I actually had a ready to go lint roller uh, was very much worth it. So I'd have to say those two. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. For me, nothing really kind of sticks with me as something crazy. Uh, but the one thing I, I always do remember is when when students kind of show appreciation and uh, after having the class or like they come back and they're very appreciative of what's what I've done to help them. And that's what has stuck with me the most. Uh, not so much the crazy stuff. That's just like, uh, yeah, that was kind of crazy. But I don't exactly remember what happened. Those details don't stick with me. But the ones that do stick with me is that that appreciation that's shown back from students. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as sweet as some sweet craft belly delights. Right? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. So moving on from that. Um, so one question that I believe um, Lucas was curious about also is that um, what is your thought process when you guys are doing seating charts um, and when you guys claim them to be random are they actually <laughs> no my favorite question. never it, and, and it's usually pretty random and then I adjust yeah the only time that I do random is the first seating chart of the school year where I don't really know anybody so it is really just random uh, and then after that, it's, it's going to be based off uh, in groups and class performance. Um, let me uh, pull back the curtain a little bit here. Uh, this is my favorite question, by the way. This is so random. Like, I, I just, this is a good question. Um, there, if, if you ever gone to school on the first day and your, your teacher said, hey, for this first week or so, why don't you pick any seat you want? Go ahead, take a seat. Um, this is going to be the seating chart for the first week. Just sit wherever you want this week for the first week. You're like, oh, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, but the reason we do it is because you're obviously going to pick your friends to sit next to, and you're obviously going to be talking throughout it. And so we take that first week, we make notes. And then when we give the seating chart the second week, I know not to sit you next to that person. So uh, didn't mean to, uh, sorry, my colleagues didn't mean to pull back the curtain too far, but that is a little teacher trick that uh, I am, I use. So any future freshmen listening to me next year, you can sit wherever you want for the first week. How, how exciting that is. <laughs> Pretty yeah. sure that's what Mr. Logan yeah. is. When I used to teach English, I used to look where people would choose to sit. And then if somebody was always choosing to sit in the back, I would mm -hmm. make sure that the seating chart had somebody in the front, <laughs> that same person in the front. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to stop you guys right there. This is the point where I do have to go. Kathleen is going to be taking over. I have an orthodontist appointment. Ah. Bye, Lucas. Bye. I miss you. Bye. 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 Have a good one, man. You too. You too. All of you. Have a good day. Okay. So um, I didn't think Miss Romo got a chance to answer the seating chart question. Um, um, yeah. I usually start with um, uh, alphabetically. You know, and I mostly get seniors, right? So, um, you know, I place them based on alphabetical order. And then within a week or two, you know, I just move them around when I see that it's not going to work out. If I have two chatterboxes in the same group and I have them in groups of four. So, yeah, I always make adjustments. Or if I have like a special request, then yeah. So moving on, what was one thing um, each of you struggled with in high school? It could be a subject. It could be anything um, that you want to share, just so, you know, the students that are listening can hear that you were once students as well, and you also struggled, and that you're human, and not just these, you know, mastermind teachers who can know every answer to everything. I thought high school was the biggest waste of time of my life, and I'm not kidding. I barely went. Um, by the time I was a senior, I only needed to be there until noon, and then because I'm really old, 
Um, in those days, I only needed four classes. So I was done. I'd go home. I would start dancing at about one o'clock and dance until 10 o'clock and barely went to high school my senior year. Um, passed. I passed all my classes and I went to college. I got a master's degree. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, high school was a real struggle for me and I needed something to if something had been at my school that I could have latched onto and, and been a part of, um, that would have been really helpful. So that's why I love that Indy has all the clubs that they have and all the activities that they have. Cause um, that's, those are the things that I think really stick with kids and that they re remember is all the, all the extra stuff they got to do as well. Um, so for me, uh, I was an English learner, you know, so uh, learning English, learning how to write, how to read. It was always a struggle, but I was so anxious to learn that I would just try my best, never miss a day and stay after school because I was just determined to learn and, and just to grasp everything that I could have, that, you know, that I could, that I could have done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I was a straight B student. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, for, it was uh, just managing my own time uh, from doing extracurricular sports and just trying to manage school. I wasn't very good at it, but I managed to pull off straight B's. <laughs> Not very great for my parents. They weren't very happy with that, but I was okay with it. Um, and I think a lot of people just struggle with time management in general, and I still do today, just trying to juggle teaching and uh selling ice cream at the same time. I just want to do a lot more than I should. Uh, so if Mr. Nguyen didn't ace it, I mean, he based it, right? Straight Bs. <laughs> I mean, I cased it because I, I passed straight Cs. I wasn't a good student until college. Um, but uh, the first thing I thought of when it, in regards to uh, a thing I struggled with in high school, uh, I want to be really dating. Uh, I didn't, I was pretty sociable. I had lots of friends and stuff, but I never really had a significant other, not until college. So uh, all my late bloomers out there, don't even worry about it. Okay, you got all the time in the world. Um, but I didn't go on my first date until senior year. Um, and even then that didn't last. So I didn't really, again, get into my first real relationship until into college. So I was a late bloomer. Um, and if anybody is out there listening is worried about that, don't. Uh, uh, it's whatever, really, truly. So, I'll be honest with you, it's sad. <laughs> but I'm good now. I have a lovely fiance, two cats. I'm a happy guy. So, uh, but I'm not gonna lie to you. My whole life. <laughs> socially awkward whole life. Well, we can hang out, Mr. Nguyen, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is pretty shocking. I mean, I think teacher our students have this persona that you know teachers are good students who go on to, you know, want to be teachers because they're so, you know, um, I guess really smart. Um, so mm -hmm. I, it's, it's good to see this new perspective and, you know, this backstory behind teachers. And so I think this is also a good segue into why did you guys choose teaching? Um, do you think you will be a teacher for the rest of your life or do you plan to switch professions sometime in the future? I have been a teacher for 31 years at Independence. And then I was a teacher for, um, before that at other places, um, not, in a, not in a public high school setting, but I was um, teaching and choreographing all over the Bay Area. And I always wanted to be a teacher. That was never from kindergarten on, that was never a question. Um, 
for me at all. And um, I'm getting close to retirement, so I hopefully will not have another career. <laughs> hopefully I will have a big break <laughs> very soon. <laughs> um, I, uh, so why I, ch I chose teaching, um, well, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. When I was really little, I wanted to be a chef. I, when I was older, I wanted to be a stand-up comic. I still love comedy. Um, so teaching, it, it's kind of wild how, how it happened. It, well, I don't know if it's wild. I guess it's kind of boring. But I was in my um, uh, senior year um, English class uh, at Andrew Hill in Miss Parker's classroom, who is now one of my coworkers. Hello, Miss Parker. Um, and uh, I was filling out, I didn't apply to college yet. This was in like February. And our career counselor came into the classroom while I was just hanging out in, in the English class. And he said, all right, who didn't apply to college yet? And I raised my hand and he just started handing out applications to community colleges. And when I picked the one, when I picked Evergreen, when I picked where I went to, um, I only picked it because I knew it was somewhat close. Uh, and when I had to pick a major, I had to check a box while I was filling it out. Uh, I, I ran across English and I was sitting in my English classroom and I realized, hey, I had a lot of fun here. I had a super duper amount of fun. And I kind of want to keep that going. I, I really loved my English class. And so I figured I would check English, the box next to English. And I suppose the rest is history. I never changed my majors from, uh, from then on. I was on the teaching track, specifically English. And uh, here we are today. So I just, I realized how much fun I had, how much, uh, how much of a good time I ended up having in that class. And um it offers me the opportunity to, to make connections, um, to be with people. I'm a big people person, very personable. Um, I'm sure all my other teachers agree how much they love, how much time off we get. I mean, when I was an East Sider, uh, when, I, when I went to high school, my mom would say, you, you're never in school, man. Why don't you say, oh, you're never in school, right? And I can see that now. I feel like we do have a lot of vacations. But uh, again, but that allows us time to, to do what we want and 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 take a break. And when we do get to come back, I, I get to come back with with a group full of people who I enjoy being around and I enjoy working with. Um, I and I I don't plan to to really switch. Um, I can definitely see me doing this for forever. I, I want to do this forever for sure. Um, so I'll answer that. For me, um, I think it was lack of college role models. And when I was in high school, since I already mentioned that I was a newcomer, English learner, the only new uh, role models that I had were my teachers. And, um, you know, I had, you know, I was part of like clubs after school. So sometimes, you know, when you join a club, you get to hear more stories from your teachers. So I kind of like that lifestyle that my teachers would share when it came to, you know, going on a vacation and having holidays off and all that. So that really, you know, resonated with me. And I said, wow, I, I probably want to be a teacher just like Miss Cabrera or like Mr. Lopez. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they were very helpful filling out applications for college, filling out EOP, financial aid forms. And I just went into uh, San Jose State thinking I'm gonna pursue what my teachers did in high school. So that's how, how I um, consider teaching and I've been doing it now for 16 years. Yeah, my, my, <clears throat> my story is very similar to uh, the, the teacher who inspired me was the previous physiology teacher, uh, Mr. Elwell. Uh, and luckily for me, I, I was able to be, to, to be his coworker and he was 
and as he was my mentor, master teacher. Uh, so he showed me everything he knows. And he was the one who inspired me be, uh, during my high school years because I was kind of directionless. I was a straight B student. I was like, I'll, I'll get by, but I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so it was because of Mr. Elwell that inspired me to, to kind of come back and kind of show the same kindness that he did to me with other students and help guide them through, through their journey as well. And uh, it's also part of my master grand plan to slang ice cream to all high school students so that future generations will only eat Craft Belly Delights ice cream. Mr. Nguyen will find any excuse to sneak <laughs> as you can tell so far. So that kind of sums it up. Um, so we'd like to give an extra special thanks to you guys for taking the time out of your Wednesday to come join us. Um, I loved hearing all your answers. I think it's I think it's really awesome that we get to have this platform or Lucas came up with this idea actually to have a podcast because it's kind of an outlet for students to connect with, you know, other students as well as teachers um, other than their classes, especially during this time where, mm -hmm. you know, it's Zoom pictures and rarely, you know, actually verbal communication, I guess the real, you know, aspect of having a relationship is, you know, being able to see body language and, you know, connecting personally. So um, again, special thank you and special thank you to everyone listening in. So if you have any topics you would like to discuss, or if you would like to be part of one of these episodes, feel free to DM the class Instagram at IHS Co 2021. Again, that's at IHS Co 2021. So I'm Kathleen. And this has been Last Week with IHS 21. We'll see you next time.